Hello everybody, this is Samir Azizi. Before we start the show, I just want to ask you to rate this show on iTunes Store, give it five stars, give it a nice favorable review if possible. Also do the same on Spotify or any other podcast platforms. And YouTube, of course, YouTube, leave a comment, give us, give us a thumbs up. I'd really appreciate that. And once again, thank you so much for listening and subscribing. Don't forget to subscribe and recommend to your friends. My next guest is Jerry Chen. Jerry is the CEO and founder of Gravity AI. That's Gravity with two Vs. Jerry built the first billion dollar insurance program for cryptocurrencies in 2017. And he has been a senior executive in finance, insurance, and tech. Great conversation, very valuable, very informative. Enjoy, everybody. Hi, how are you? Hey, Samir, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing great. Uh, doing great. You are a CEO and founder of Gravity, uh, which is sort of a, uh, a breakthrough in social networking and decentralization and, and NFT and metaverse space. You're disrupting the social networks right now, and I wanted to talk to you about that. You're also a fellow Canadian, which is also great. Uh, I'm here in Toronto. I, I believe you're you're not far away in Ontario, right? I'm in Toronto as well, man. Oh, wow. Well, okay. So we're pretty much neighbors. Yeah. And I just wanted to ask you about uh, what's happening right now with Gravity because uh, Gravity has been around for, I think, more than a year now. Even No, I think it started before or when the pandemic started. So it's been a while. So I just wanted to ask a little bit about how Gravity came to be and uh, why are you in Gravity and what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah, sure. So thanks again for having me. Um... We started Gravity back in January of 2020, um, so it's been a uh, it's been almost three years now, and our project is pretty big to be honest. Like it's um it's a social platform, obviously, but also has a metaverse component to it as well. So I'll start with just explaining our story, I guess. Um, so fast myself, I was in the corporate world, um, being a senior executive in finance, insurance, tech, energy, all that kind of boring stuff, and. Um, I started working with a bunch of corporations and trying to figure out how they manage data and stuff like that better. And then um, I had an opportunity to work with um, a digital asset cryptocurrency custody provider, a startup. And they basically asked me, you know, hey, how do we get insurance for crypto? So that was back in 2017. I jumped ship from the corporate world into this whole of uh, decentralization and Web3. Um, and basically built uh, the world's first billion-dollar insurance program for cryptocurrencies. Wow! So that was my first foray into this uh, this world, which I realized had such crazy opportunities to empower people. Um, and so while I was doing that, I was looking at all the different ways that you know we could solve for empowering people with their data versus businesses exploiting people for their data. And uh, I met Jason, my co-founder. Um, back in 2019 through a mutual friend. Um, and basically his background was with working with Twitter, Snapchat, and Spotify. And obviously our our world's connected and it's been sort of like history from there. Um, basically, you know, um, that's where all your data is being generated on these social platforms now. So it was just a no-brainer for us to figure out a way that, you know, how would we actually develop a social network um, if it was actually designed to empower people versus designed to manipulate and exploit them for their data and attention. So our mission really ultimately is, you know, how do we empower people with uh, social freedom, 
digital and virtual freedom, right? It ultimately, I think it's kind of like, you know, um, we want to have people um, be empowered to connect and to consume data and sorry, content and just be able to live a private life if they want to, right? So um, that's kind of the genesis uh, of gravity. And what gravity has become is really, it will be the first um, ad-free uh, social platform um, similar to what you know Netflix did for cable and commercials and things like that, we are doing for uh, your Instagram and TikTok feeds. If you can imagine having that experience be free of any uh, advertising influence, um, that's kind of what we're we've built uh, on our social side. Um, coupled with the fact that we've always had a, a view that immersive content and the metaverse was going to be a huge part of the social world, um, you know. So prior to Meta or Facebook announcing Meta we had already embarked on a journey of incorporating immersive content to allow creators to create content, you know, immersive content uh, for people to sort of consume. So yeah, we built this, um, we're building this really cool uh, ultra realistic metaverse that um, people will be able to create um, shops, um, offices, classrooms, different kinds of metaverse experiences uh, in a matter of minutes. So making it super accessible um, and relatable for people to actually finally uh, enter the metaverse. So sorry for the long intro, but <laughs> that's kind of where uh, our background is and what our company does. It's it's all good, and thanks thanks for that elaborative explanation. I I did want to like for, uh, go back to the fact that uh, you guys are gonna empower your customers, empower your users. Uh, you did mention some privacy there as well. Does that mean that, uh, for example, Facebook is tracking us, you know, impact, uh, uh, Snapchat is tracking, TikTok is tracking, uh, Instagram is tracking. Uh, does that mean that gravity is not going to track our actions? Is that, is that what you mean by that? Yeah, exactly. Um, we're basically taking the approach that we're not going to collect um, any data that is um, not basically given to the user to that can empower the user um, firsthand, right? Like it's not something that we're trying to um, push any ads into people's you know, feeds. And that's really the reason why people, why Facebook's and everyone is collecting that data is to understand what buttons to push with you. Um, mm -hmm. So they can keep you glued to your app longer, to their app longer, so they can push more ads to you, right? The whole game is maximizing your attention and maximizing the data so they can capture your attention uh, even more. We don't have that agenda. Our agenda is simple. Make it a very useful and powerful way where you're in control of the content that you see and you're able to connect with the friends and family and colleagues and things like that in the way that you want to. So there's no hidden agendas for what we're doing. And any data that we do collect that it's up to you um, how you want to uh, basically share or not share that data set. Um, with businesses, with uh, other people, like it's all up to you. So it's a very different um, model. It's not based on how much time you spend on our app, but we do obviously hope that you find it useful, then you'll spend, you'll, you'll visit the app or use the app um, every day. So Jerry, let's get back to, let's go back to the business thing a little bit later to the business model. Let's go, let's get back to basics though. Um, Instagram, you post your like, pictures originally right facebook is for boomers or whatever but like you still like do your things that right status is twitter you write you know tweets there everyone's trying to adopt new things like spaces and 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 whatnot reels and tiktok's doing their thing for creators for example and instagram tries to like replicate them same with youtube basic question too is uh, what does gravity do like what do you yeah. do on that 
yeah. if you download an app, like what's what's up there? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot to unpack there, to be honest. Um, so we're a full feature social app. So we have a social feed, of course, a stream that well, I'm going to mention was the ad free stream where you're getting unfiltered, unbiased sort of content um, without interruptions from ads. Um, but really, we're a short form video, so similar to say uh, TikTok in terms of the look uh, of it, but far from TikTok in the sense that it's not really meant to be a platform that's just kind of all fluffy. If that makes sense, like it's um, it's meant to actually uh, empower people, right? So we're definitely going to have a, um, a slant towards positive content, um, positive, and, and what I mean by positive is in a sense of how does this content uh, impact the consumer of that content and um, creators, we call them contributors actually, because I think we think that the barrier for creation um, is probably a bit high even now for um, for the social world. And I think that a lot of people in social networks have a lot to contribute, but wouldn't necessarily know how to craft something to be a creator. So we're making it possible for people to contribute across the community. And essentially what we do is we ultimately share our profits with the community. Um, basically, um, people earn um, our token, our gravy token um, for on a daily basis. Uh, for their contributions uh, to the community. So whether you're um, creating uh, content, posting content, or up, uh, upvoting contents, or just sort of supporting um, you know, other fellow people in the community, adding community members, anything that goes towards helping to make the community stronger and more um, you know, fuller, um, we definitely are rewarding um, our, our community members uh, for that. So... so yeah, yeah I'll, I'll pause you right here. There's a lot of, to unpack. Okay, so first of all, Gravity will have a creative aspect. So it's it's catered towards creators uh, to create um, something similar of the short, short form videos. Uh, I'm assuming also uh, accompanied by uh, music and some special effects and filters and, and all of that. Uh, no uh, filters. No filters. Is that like a policy? No filters? Um, we're just, it's more, we've always had this view that it's about being authentic and uh -huh. it's about being sort of, you know, um, not trying to create, it's not, okay, here's the thing that's different about ultimately about what we're doing versus what, you know, other apps are doing. It's nothing about status. It's not about selfies. It's not about that. It's about, you know, how can you, what you have in your, uh, skill set experience, um, just your presence, what can you do to contribute to make the community stronger or better? And that's the incentives that are, that's gonna be what's incentivized um, as content that's being created in our platform. So it's gonna be all about, you know, how are you able to help impact others? And that's quite a different way of looking at it. Um, but we believe there's a market and a community that's dying to sort of like help each other be more successful and, you know, be more empowered um, that I think we were able to actually focus on. You, you've mentioned um, basically incentives and how, how our um, users are being rewarded. You mentioned token system. Um, how exactly is uh, the contribution being measured? measured? For example, how, how, how does Sally get you know, two tokens and, and, uh, and mm -hmm. Kelly gets five tokens? Yeah, like, there's what's a, there's a, once again, there's a lot to go through there, but I would say there's a formula that's in place. And basically, depending on the level of contributions you have on a daily basis and throughout the lifetime of your participation and contributions to the community, um, it gets distributed on a weighted uh, basis um, based on those two criteria. So different actions, of course, also have different weighting um, associated with it. So 
if you refer friends, if you um, you know um, upload content, or if you produce content and get upvotes, um, all those things kind of have different scoring systems basically. And every day there's a pot that's basically divided by um, you know all the all the members in our community, and everybody shares. So it's kind of a it is a you know once again it is a formula that's there, and it'll be transparent when we actually do uh, share with everybody. But um, you know it's really meant to. The long-term view is uh, we really want people to share in the success of the community as it grows. And, you know, the goal is for people to hopefully hold on to these, um, these tokens, because we truly hope that we'll be able to grow its value and not, not the value of the token, but just the value of the, the community. Um, and in turn, hopefully um, have them be able to be associated with that. So help me to better understand this, maybe through like an example, let's say Raj, uh, he's a user of uh, Gravity and he decides to create a content. He, he, he makes a short video uh, where he uh, basically, you know, tries to share some of his experiences and maybe it's entertaining and valuable and informative and uh, people seem to like it. Uh, this content has been created and posted. Uh, what happens after that? Like what's... Uh, What's the work behind it that uh, allows Raj to earn certain amount of tokens? And uh, can can Raj's video go viral, like or yeah, uh, so become popular? There's, yeah, there's there's steps that goes along with it. Um, you know, we obviously are, are really focused on making sure that quality content is being um, provided, and so there's a little bit of a work that needs to happen to qualify to first um, be have a chance of going say public or profile. But that's not a huge barrier. But it's just making sure that whatever content is being produced is from a credible verified source and, and things like that. Um, but once it actually, um, you know, obviously there's opportunity for them to share privately within their circles, of course, or their inner group. Um, and of course, anybody that's following them will uh, also get that, um, that content uh, pushed into their streams. Um, but ultimately it comes down to, you know, what category has that content been set up in? And if users, um, our members, um, wish to view content from those categories, of course, that content will be prioritized as you know as it it's being assessed and evaluated by all our members. So once again, the content is a little quite different in terms of how we measure success of a, a content. It's not necessarily how many likes you got or how many upvotes you received. It's actually based on did you achieve what um, you wanted to do in terms of making somebody feel a certain way. So when someone upvotes a piece of content, they're saying it was positive and it made me feel inspired, right? And so the metrics that you're being weighted against is on, on you know, looking at the community who's seen that content, has it been mostly positive and has it been inspirational or has it been whatever? So it's quite different. We're making people sort of like be mindful of what they're posting, why they're posting. And of course, ultimately, um, why do they consume that content and, how do how did you feel after you consumed it and knowing sort of like the metrics behind your viewing experience now once again that's very different and detailed but it's it's something where we believe people want to have a better understanding of what they're experiencing to be able to help moderate and manage their experience better and we hope that we can you know do something very special when it's tied to your apple watch or tied to other things that will allow you to uh, make sure that it's uh, healthy for you that's actually, yeah, it's something really different. I never heard of something like that. So let's go back to this example. Let's say Raj makes someone feel really, really great 
uh, because it was very inspiring for them. They got motivated to to do something, you know, like, oh, wow, Raj does this. I want to do this too. Somehow, will Raj know that this is why he's getting his token for? Like, it's because he is, uh, he's motivating something because his videos are motiv yeah. motivating. He gets, he gets all the metrics reported back to him in terms of how uh, people have reacted uh, to his, uh, his or her content. Um, and then once again, there's a, a formula, of course, that combines, um, you know, the how people felt and how active it was been viewed, right? So I think it, it ultimately comes down to the fact that you want to, I think the more that you hit on what your target of achieving in terms of what people feel, the more that it will be passed on and supported by the community. So yeah, every day it will go on forever how it's allocated. So if your if you're content continuously, that one piece of content can, every day will get thrown into the mix to get its allocation based on um, the performance that it had. And does Raj get the tokens continuously based on the performance of the videos or is it just like a one-time transaction? Every day, every day, all the content is reallocated, like in terms based on the reactions and the way in which it's, uh, it's impacted people. So it's a pretty, it's a pretty big formula for sure. Um, to be able to do that, but that's just, you know, math. <laughs> so it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good. And, um, you know, we have a, a very strong AI component that really makes sure that there's not clutter and junk and stuff. That's really important. And I think that's part of why people are frustrated with their experiences that they seem to be seeing the same things over and over again yeah. without much value and, and then ads are mixed into it. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty uh, frustrating experience for most people right now. In the words of uh, Charlie Mark Munger, and I paraphrase, if you can work on incentives, I wouldn't work on anything else but just that. And it feels like getting rewards for something that you do instantly, not just in the form of likes, but in the form of uh, tokens that we can just further talk about it right now. But I'm assuming these tokens can have utilities and they are meant to have utility. And so my question is for you is, what is the utility of the token? And what's the name of the token? So the token is called Gravy. Um, nice. So you can earn a little bit of gravy while you're socializing. Um, and basically the gravy token will be used for a bunch of different things. The first off is that our metaverse experience is pretty unique, obviously, in terms of what we're trying to build there. And essentially, you'll be able to, um, for a business or a creator to create metaverse experiences, they'll need to actually buy gravy to buy, you know, virtual spaces to be able to actually pay for hosting of their experience. And then as a consumer, or as, a, as a user or member, you're going to basically use uh, Gravy to buy items from these businesses and these creators. So it's the currency of the of, um, you know, of our platform. So that in itself, there's a, a finite number of the tokens. It's not like, you know, any of the uh, frequent flyer points or anything like that, where it just keeps going um, to get inflationary and stuff like that. We actually have a capped number of tokens. So in theory, um, you need, if, if our community continues to grow and our token is capped, um, obviously there's incentive to hold it and to to hopefully gain value as our community grows because there's a demand will only grow for more um, transactions that are happening on our, on our platform. Um, and once again, it, it's something where it allows people to contribute and be a part of, um, you know, the, the success of the company. And that's that's a big part of what we want to accomplish. And are the items and real estate that you can buy, everything will be in metaverse or, and, and can, oh, no. if you can, so there's yes. going to be digital and physical items that you can buy. So interesting. what's unique so, is that we partnered with 
like we've already partnered with um you know local retailers actually is really great brand was our first um partner was called brims and they're a local hat company which is like they're like urban legends they're like out of Kensington market in toronto and they produce these amazing custom hats all around the world uh, but they're so they're, they're small boutique uh, retailer who really doesn't have a path to growing much bigger it's just kind of limited by all sorts of things but through the metaverse they're able to create an experience that allows people to to really feel enriched by the you know the quality of the work that uh, or the product that they produce so basically if you go to the shop you can basically buy not just a physical hat and get it shipped to you but you actually get a a digital twin of it as an nft um so um that's all it's all part of our sort of uh, platform so yeah you'll be able to buy real world items and experiences in addition to digital ones that's so cool i i just imagine just uh earning some earning some talk and some gravy with uh, my podcast videos or something like that Absolutely. and uh, based on the emotions that it, it it inspired i can go ahead and get myself a cup of coffee just paying wow. with it with my gravy yeah i mean wait till you see what we have planned we have a lot on the go obviously like we have big aspirations for a small startup but it's um you know i think it's all anchored by the fact that we have a very different model which is just not to exploit it's just to empower so the whole point is just to create win-wins everywhere versus it being consolidate as much power and money that um you know a central entity can actually do so it's a very different thing so we design things very differently because it's just about what's best for the community it's not it's not about what's squeezing the most out of the community it's actually finding a different uh path which is what allows us to innovate the way that we do do ads have any place on gravity at all are there any businesses that say let's say like a local coffee shop or nike or anyone like we want to advertise on uh, gravity but how do we do this do, can you allow for that or there's no ads whatsoever there's, there's there the, the only way that you can advertise on gravity is if you partner with a creator so basically it has to be sponsored content that shows up and basically the member has to um, obviously subscribe or follow uh, a content creator or a contributor um, that the business is already partnered with. So we built a whole platform that matches um, creators and businesses to be able to say, hey, um, this is here's an easy way, here's standard pricing for you to reach um, you know people that maybe meet for your target customer, but none of it is forced down the customer's throat. So there's no push advertising at all. Um, the creator has to organically want to do that, to be able to be sponsored by a particular brand or a company. Um, and then there might be some opportunities where it's not so much advertising, but it's more like promotions where we offer, you know, exclusive drops from different brands and things where they basically say, hey, we promote us on a separate area here where they're claiming their tokens every day. You know, hey, can we have something where we want to give that everybody who signs up you know, um, a discount on something or whatever, something of value. I can see that being something that's that's tangible as well and beneficial to the community without interrupting their social experience. So the whole point is none of, nothing, none of the um, content you see in your stream should be affected at all by any advertising influence. Um, and if you start to sniff that your creators that you're following are being influenced by these brands, then I guess you would probably stop uh, following them. Right, and 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 those creators are no longer incentivized, or they're they're no longer receiving those tokens and incentives because you decided not to support their content exactly. with your yeah. 
so that's the whole way that we've built it. So it's like a self does Right. How does the platform look right now in terms of the whole product? Is it fully finished or still in the process yeah, of development? We're, we're super close. So like we're, we'll be launching our social app probably next month, maybe two months from now. But it's very, um, very timely then this podcast. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have the community. Um, we'll, we'll have it in our hands of our community. So if you go to gravity.ai and that's two views, um, you'll be able to sign up and get on the wait list for the early release. And we look forward to obviously seeing what the community uh, gives us in terms of feedback and any outstanding bugs that we didn't pick up or things like that. And then we're looking for a global launch, um, hopefully by the end of the year. And that would be both on Apple and Android. Um, you know, we have 35,000 people on our Apple list right now um, from 25 different countries has broad appeal. Um, and we're just super excited to finally um, really unleash it um, because I think, you know, it's something that I think the, the world might need. So, I've noticed that you guys crowdfunded on FrontFunder. Is that true? Yes. Uh, you've raised over $800,000, which is impressive. Is the fact that you uh, did your uh, funding through, I would say, like through crowdfunding, basically. Front, FrontFunder is a cool uh, uh, platform that I recently learned about, and uh, it's very impressive what they're doing. But can you tell me more about that experience? What led to this decision? Was there ever a debate? Let's go to VCs rather than you know crowds, or or like uh -huh. we want to? How what what was the like decision behind there? No, the, okay. So there's it was hundred percent from the very beginning. We wanted to have our community uh, take part and and be a part of the ownership story. Um, that was hundred percent one of our our visions for the company when we launched. Actually, we had thought of a bunch of different ways to do that, but definitely we landed on crowdfunding being a very simple way um, that will allow us to raise enough capital for us to get to market. That was impressive. 800, 800K? What? Yeah, I think Damn. we were one of the top, if not the top. So yeah. that's ever happened there. But that just shows the strength of our community and support that we get from our community. They're the, like, they're the best. I know every, every company says that, but you know, we definitely feel like a community. We definitely feel like a collective. Everybody's been always super supportive. We get them involved in our decisions actually so like we have a, a discord channel that allows people where we give basically daily challenges where we have questions around things or um we want to do research or surveys on stuff or we have a design consideration we get their inputs we take into consideration we've had some great feedback so we try to engage and and once again it's um you know it doesn't you know we don't we don't we're not looking to be you know billions and billions of users we're just trying to find um, a sustainable product that fits what the, you know people that are looking for this needs and you know so we have a very modest um you know approach to things and we don't um need vcs hyping it up more than it actually is and vice versa like we just try to keep it very even keel in terms of everything that we're doing bootstrap as far as we can get to and then that will create the most value for our community who invested in us early is we just uh, keep going as long as we can without um really jumping in on the vc side that's very cool. Jerry, I, I wanted to ask you about, like, on the personal level, uh, how was it to switch from a corporate job to something like, I'm going to do something on my own? Like, for me, it sounds pretty sc scary to just say, like, hey, like, I'm going to, like, drop my job and I'm just going to do that. Because, like, the first thought that comes to my mind is, like, where I'm going to get the money, you know, how, to, how I'm going to support myself while working on this and that. Um, yeah. Can you talk to me about this transition? What went through your head, and uh, yeah, what would you do, you do maybe differently, or like suggestion for anyone who wants to be like you? 
Yeah, I mean, to, for my situation, by far, it was like the best decision I ever made. Um, you know, I was on track to do some big thing corporately, for sure. And, but I already done a lot in terms of achieving the goals that I wanted to achieve and acquiring skills. And you know, I had a fortune working with so many great companies and great people, but having your own project or whatever it may be your business, it's, it's fundamentally different because it tests you, you know, every moment in terms of the problems you need to solve. Right. I think a lot of people think of um, a startup, they think of, well, what's the innovation they've created? Well, I can tell you, we probably created millions of innovations over three years, like, or at least tens of thousands of innovations where you're always trying to iterate and come up with solutions to problems. So to me, that's what I enjoy is solving problems. And, you know, I think that that part of it, um, without any constraints on um, how, how corporately it should be structured or worrying about political or other things like that, that are kind of more distractions than anything else. Having that freedom was super empowering to me. Now, I'm not going to lie, financially, it's it's scary um, for sure, because even as much as of a nest egg as I thought I had, after three years, trust me, you're feeling it, right? It's... Um, it's definitely a big bet that um, we've made. Um, but I can tell you what, I've never, never have I thought this feels like work. So, you know, like at there, every day that I wake up, I'm excited to solve the next problem. And I'm excited that next conversation, waiting for that, you know, one ball to bounce the right way for us to really take off. It's an exciting time that, um, you know, you can't have in a corporate setting. It doesn't, doesn't come. I don't, at least not from my experience. It didn't come that way. So, um, yeah, we we have total flexibility, freedom, and we're able to be as creative as we need to be. And to me, that's worth more than any dollars amounts that people can pay me right now. So, well, I would give you some inspiration tokens right now for that for that speech. To be honest, oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's motivating. Um, question about, you know, what you thought originally you would build. Uh, have you ever thought of like what you have right now in plans? Um, was that your original idea or the whole product like went through several iterations? Like I'm not, I don't remember, like, I don't see, I didn't see like any metaverse mentioning like a couple of years ago on gravity, but all of a sudden now it's a metaverse, uh, adjunct or like association, uh, there. Um, can, you, yeah. can you tell me about those uh, about those we, decisions? Yeah, so we've always had the metaverse in mind because we always saw 3D immersive content as being part of it, but we were stealth on that side of the business because uh -huh, I see. You know, it was just something we were going to surprise people with. But then when um, we, we already spoken on the metaverse on a number of events uh, prior to Facebook announcing, and as soon as Facebook announcing, everyone just started asking us about it, and we're like, oh yeah, well here's here's actually our strategy. You guys were spot on. That's awesome. Yeah, so it kind of took a life of its own. Um, but when you ask me, you know, like, you know, how have we, have we pivoted and stuff like that? Absolutely. Like, I mean, our first product we actually built and we actually scrapped. So in many ways, we've already failed once, maybe, you know, twice. Like we, we had a product built, which was consolidating all the different feeds from all different social apps. It was built, it was working. But then as we launched it, we started to realize, wow, the difficulty in maintaining those um, channels of integration, um, we're going to be extremely difficult time consuming and if they made some significant changes it could be overwhelming so it was a hard lesson for us to learn or pill for us to swallow more or less but we swallowed it moved on and luckily we ended up with some um, um, really cool partnership with Centennial College here in Toronto 
where uh, we were able to get some great, um, almost like a million dollars in grants actually and subsidies through them. And that sustained us um, to the point where we can build it. They really believed in what we were trying to do and they wanted to help us build it. So uh, luckily, unfortunately for us, we were able to find such great partners to be able to execute that. Um, And here we are. So yeah, for sure. Um, As much as you think you have a a plan of what you want to do, I think that life comes at you in different ways and things happen. And um, I think what's what's cool, though, is that we never thought about what we were building as importantly as why we were building something. And so the why of our existence has always been the same and that's to empower people. It's just this, the, the job for Jason and I is to find the best way to do that. And that's why our product continues to evolve every day. That sounds amazing. And uh, that's, I think that's a great, you're creating great value right now for everyone who's listening and understanding that your original idea might not always be what you're going to end up with, but along the way you will, you know, pivot so many times. And uh, if, if, if you figure this out, if you're flexible enough, then you'll, you'll achieve great heights. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I, would add, I would add one thing. It's, um, it's probably more important to um, build a community than it is to build a product because the community will be there for you when your product fails. Um, because as long as they believe in your mission, what you're trying to achieve, you know, they're going to support you and find ways to support you to get you through some tough times. And we've had tough times, man. So um, it's our strength of our community that's held us uh, together and allowed us to be able to actually continue. You know, we've had people support us in buying our digital assets and, and believing in our vision. And without them, you know, who knows where we would be. So um, we'd have to be in the VC side of things. And that's not ideal for us at this moment. Not saying it won't be, but um, at this moment, we wanted it to be very organic and community-based. And we managed to keep it that way because of the strength of our community. And I think this is a, it's a very smart approach. Uh, Jerry, thanks so much for being on this podcast. How can people uh, reach out to you or learn more about Gravity? Yeah, I mean, go to gravity.ai, our website, um, sign up. I check out everybody who signs up and... Um, <laughs> You know, definitely, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us I mean, and, and uh, send us some information and we'll uh, be happy to, to connect with you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, Jerry Chen, everybody, uh, the CEO and founder, co-founder of uh, Gravity. Uh, Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure was all mine.